0: You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health, healthcare as it should be. Urology is a part of healthcare that deals with diseases of the male and female urinary tract, but there aren't many women in the field. Dr. Geraldine Klein joins us this episode to talk about her work in this area, as well as new advancements in robotic surgery and urology. Dr. Klein is a urologist at Eisenhower Health, and I'm your host, Caitlin White. So first of all, doctor, what drew you to the specialty of urology? I hear there aren't many women in this
1: field, are there? That is true, but it's a field that involves treatment of men and women. And urology is particularly interesting for a number of reasons. Firstly, within urology, there's a large surgical area, so we operate a lot, but we also follow patients for many years. So typically, it's a little different than let's all say general surgery, where a general surgeon fixes a hernia, and then that patient doesn't see the general surgeon in most cases ever again. In urology, a lot of the conditions require closer follow-up, like a lot of the oncology that I treat, or people often have more than one condition which we treat and then follow for many years. So it's nice to be able to build that relationship with my patients. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: urology, while being a specific field, has a breadth of surgical procedures. Can you tell us more about urological conditions in men and women and what type of issues you treat? So, I'll
1: just start with talking about the anatomy and view of what a urologist does. So, urology is basically the care of the kidneys, ureter, and bladder. And with that, I'll start at the top. Kidneys, I take care of kidney cancers, people that develop kidney stones, some complex obstruction in the upper tract, which I would repair and reconstruct. Of course, kidney stones in the ureter cause pain. There can be strictures or scar tissue or tumors inside the lining of the urinary system. So I would diagnose those and then treat them. And as we're saying, kind of following patients for a long time, often we combine different treatment modalities. So, first, we have to find out what's causing blood in the urine. Then, if it's a cancer, we diagnose the cancer with one diagnostic procedure, such as endoscopic evaluation with biopsy. And then, following that, some patients require additional chemotherapy, and then later, surgical resection of the whole cancer-affected area. But we perform surgeries on the kidneys in multiple different methods so we could use endoscopic procedure which are very minimally invasive and endoscopic means that you access the body without making an incision so we use small cameras and can actually look all the way into the collecting system of the kidney by going through the urethra bladder and ureter and then we can use laser or take biopsies lesions or laser kidney stones. Additional to endoscopic procedures, we do minimally invasive laparoscopic procedures, and that can either be pure laparoscopy, where the surgeon stands next to the patient's bedside and enters the abdomen, inflates the abdomen with CO2 gas, and then uses small incisions in the abdominal wall to use instruments and basically perform the surgery by moving their hands outside of the body, but performing surgery inside the body without making large incisions. The step up from that would be robotic surgery, which is a type of laparoscopic surgery because, again, the abdomen is insufflated. But in robotic surgery, the surgeon first gains access, same method as they would for laparoscopic surgery. But then an external big machine, which is the robot, is attached to the different ports and instruments. And those instruments are then controlled by a surgeon at a console in the operating room away from the sterile field. And then the surgeon moves robotic instruments. So nothing's done automated. It's all controlled by the surgeon from a distance. But the robot itself also functions as a microscope. So we have even better visualization than with laparoscopic surgery and tremor control, as well as increased wrist movement. So there's seven degrees of motion with the robot. So it's it's really a a very interesting tool. And of course, we do open surgeries, which there's definitely still a role for in today's medicine.
0: So what is the difference between that normal or open surgery, laparoscopic and robotic?
1: The difference between robotic and laparoscopic is really the use of the robot and where the surgeon is during the surgery. There's benefits of using these tiny incisions for post-operative recovery, time from the surgery to discharge from the hospital, and all of those are decreased with minimally invasive surgery. The robot specifically also lets you see important structures more clearly. For example, when I do a robotic radical prostatectomy for prostate cancer, the robot allows me to really be able to see the important structures such as the neurovascular bundle nerves that I want to preserve during the surgery to optimize erectile dysfunction and return of continence after the surgery. And open surgery, it's really just an incision, and then you directly see the surgical field by standing next to the patient at the bedside, and that's still needed when we do scrotal surgery, remove testicles, for example, or repair fluid collections in the scrotum. So, if robotic surgery is available for
0: a specific treatment, is that the preferred method of surgery?
1: Well, it's always a good option to do what your surgeon feels most comfortable with. And, of course, if you want robotic surgery, then finding a robotic surgeon is the optimal thing to do. There are certain benefits, for, particularly for urologic surgery where you have more wrist movement with the robot and better visualization, which make the robotic procedure the best option. But there are definitely scenarios where more than one surgical approach would be appropriate and in the right hands, is fairly comparable.
0: Now, being a female in this male-dominated specialty that also treats mostly men, are men ever reluctant to see you?
1: I've not made that experience. I think patients are very quickly comfortable with seeing a, a female physician, in my experience. And of course, sometimes they're awkward moments, but we make a joke and then I haven't had any bad experiences where patients would really prefer to see a male physician.
0: Well, that's always good to hear. <laughs> so Dr. Klein, in addition to ED and other male urologic disorders, do you treat prostate cancer as well? And is there a robotic application to that treatment?
1: Absolutely, I see a lot of prostate cancer. And that's one of the most common robotic surgeries I perform, so robot-assisted radical prostatectomy. So the benefit for that is the prostate is really a very difficult organ to reach within the, the bony pelvis. It's really tucked in there with the exception of a few structures in the brain. It's probably one of the hardest organs to reach surgically. So the robot gives you a lot more freedom to see important structures so deep down in the pelvis and be able to really dissect behind the prostate and save the vital structures that surrounding the prostate.
0: Now on the topic of robotic surgery, what can we expect to see in the next five years?
1: So there's definitely advances. This already exists. We don't have the technology for single port robotic surgery yet, but it's available at some of the academic centers. So instead of having multiple ports to put your instruments into the abdomen, access is gained through only one port, which is a gel port. So all the instruments are placed through one single incision. And then inside the abdomen, those instruments actually fan out as if it were a grasper to make it even more minimally invasive. I have done with single port robotic prostatectomies in training, but there are still drawbacks, like you have less strength with the individual arms, so it's more difficult to move tissue. So I think at the moment, the robot that we have is actually still the optimal device for the procedures that we're doing. And as we wrap up
0: here, Dr. Klein, what advice would you give to men and women regarding urological conditions?
1: Well, there's so many urologic conditions which greatly impact quality of life. And the sooner we diagnose and treat those conditions, the better the outcome. That can be for benign prostatic hypertrophy when men have increasingly more difficulty urinating and need to get up more often at night. Lots of people put that down to normal aging when in fact it is a problem and can cause damage in the body. Similarly, there, there are many women that are undertreated for stress urinary incontinence, which greatly affects quality of life and you know all the pads that patients need to use in some cases multiple paths or pull-ups per day can cause a significant financial strain. So seeking medical attention early, even just to listen to the options available, is very useful and can make the ultimate outcome better.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Klein, for telling us a bit about your work today. For more information about the Eisenhower Urology Specialty Clinic, go to eisenhowerhealth.org urology. And thanks for listening to Living Well with Eisenhower Health healthcare as it should be. I'm Caitlin White. Stay well.